Hi everybody, welcome back to episode 130 of Talking Trader Joe's. Before we get started, if I could just make a quick plug for a extension course that I teach here at Pasadena Community College, which is, you guessed it, all about Trader Joe's. It's a small group and I'll kind of share some of my wisdom. It's not just about teaching Pasadena kids the ins and outs of Trader Joe's. It's also about outreach. As part of the class, we go down to South LA. We go to some of these high-risk areas. We go to the schools and we tell these kids about Trader Joe's and a little bit about health. You know, some of these kids have never even seen a Trader Joe's. What? Yeah, it's really heartbreaking, Mark. you got to be kidding me. Oh my goodness. My goodness. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you can imagine the head start that a kid can get from being in third, fourth grade and learning what tzatziki is and learning what some of these foods are. Learning these vocab words that they can use in their lives, like palak paneer, for instance, the chilaquiles. These are SAT vocab words that they can use to their advantage to get the job that they want in life. That's right. I'm on the schedule of classes right now at the uh, Pasadena City College website. And now here, Steve, I'm looking at the title of your course, Intro to Trader Joe's Musings and Thoughts on Grocery Etiquette. Is that your course, Steve? I can't find your name on here. That's the course. You know, don't sign up if you're not ready to get your hands a little dirty. Um, We do labs. We have field trips come on down September 22nd, bring your three ring binder, bring a commitment to attend every class session. Mm. And we do also require a graphing calculator. Mm -hmm. Here we are, the summer is over, the fall is beginning. Every experience at Trader Joe's is a new experience. Here at Talking Trader Joe's, we love to share our experiences. So Steve, walk us through your last experience at Trader Joe's. I love this and we we haven't done this for a while, so it will be fun. I love this, it's fun. We're having a lot of fun here, guys. My Trader Joe's experience starts not at the door of Trader Joe's, but really about 30 minutes before that. Interesting. When I'm on the floor in my LA Fitness yoga class and the teacher has cued Shavasana, which is the last phase of yoga if you're not a yoga practitioner. My hands are open, my body is relaxed, and as the teacher is cueing me to just breathe, I'm following my breath and maybe the first flicker of what's around the corner at Trader Joe's might just flash through my mind. Mm. I will get up from Shavasana, Mm -hmm. I will put my yoga mat in my Prius and drive across the street. (laughs) I know it's ironic, I've got a Prius, but I drive across the street. (laughs) First what I do is my local Joe's has the watermelon at the exterior of the store. And I will jump straight into that watermelon barrel. You don't wanna see me around that thing because I get very excited. I wanna make sure there's some with adequate weight. And of course, there's a flat rate for all watermelon at Trader Joe's. It's not pay by the pound. So Mm. it kind of makes it easier in a way, but also makes it harder because you've got to make sure you go through all those 50 watermelon and find the one that speaks to you. That's very interesting. Hold on. I want to stop you right there, Steve, because I just want to say that's really interesting. I guess you would say that's more of a kind of socialist method of paying for the watermelon. So all watermelon are created equal. A lot of people who... uh, 
would have that socialist sort of Bernie Sanders mentality would say like, oh, that's great. You know, that's justice. Each watermelon is the same. But Steve, you're saying that's not really the case because now the responsibility is incumbent upon you, Mm -hmm. right? The customer, you, to choose the best watermelon. This is where all your skills all of your life experience of tapping watermelons comes into play here at that very moment. As you are, Mark, I'm a basket shopper. Mm, Good. Mobility. Mm -hmm. And I will walk straight into the Trader Joe's now. Mm. The first thing that I always try to do is take a conscious breath. You get a whiff of the fruit. You get some of that cool air. They usually keep Trader Joe's at a brisk temperature. If you aspire to level four, level five Trader Joe's patronage, you need to go in and take a conscious breath. This isn't like, hey, I'm going to go in and, you know, flail my arms and, you know, (laughs) grab the basil. And it's just kind of like, "Mm, yeah. So I'm standing at the entryway. I've got a soft smile on my face and... I try to keep my posture up, good, mm-hmm. but I also am very mindful of starting my flow. So my Trader Joe's has a little bit of a different orientation. First thing I'll go is to the cereal. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and this is something that for people who are in the forums, this is a familiar gripe of mine, but I do feel like the cereal in the Trader Joe's is the one area where you're not necessarily taking a step up from Albertsons or Ralph's. Yes, yes. A little too many puffins and the Joe's O's are your healthiest option, but they taste a little bit like nothing. Right, right. You know, and then some of these granolas, if you look at the sugar content, they're out of this world. I mean, 23 grams a cup. Mm -hmm. When I think of granola, I think health food and I think they are assuming that you're going to read the word granola and assume that you're cereal is healthy but it's really not not all granolas are created equal um that is something that i had to learn the uh, hard way um going to whole foods my next stop is the fish aisle my wife's a pescatarian so we have been eating a lot of fish and we also know that the responsible choice is the wild salmon the farm-raised salmon is not responsible Now, I'm going to let you in on a little secret here. I have tried the farm-raised salmon, and it's good. It's really good. It's (laughs) a little bit fattier and usually slightly fresher. So 90% of the time, I'm getting the wild salmon because I want to make the responsible choice. And for me, having a good meal is not more important than the world's salmon population, who I'm ever grateful for, for their delicious fatty flesh. These salmons are great because they're wild, which means that they've been swimming up river right and like are those the ones that the bears catch when they when they um, swim up the river oh that's great so you're almost kind of like a bear in a lot of ways because you're kind of engaging with this salmon also that has been swimming up river that's right Mm -hmm. and maybe i'll embody a little bit of that bear energy you almost feel like you're like those guys in portland who like have a beard roll their jeans up and they kind of are not scared to just take that dive into that cold river you know that's right we all have that one friend whenever we like we go to the river or lake together or pool you always have that one friend that just jumps right in and you're almost like oh my god like i can't believe he did that but at the same time you're like wow that's really cool you know of him i wish i was like that too 
Yeah, and it's so important to sort of watch these things as they come up for you as you make your way through a Trader Joe's because a lot of people won't. They'll just push it down and they'll grab the salmon and I hey, ha, I got it over with. But it's like, what is this experience? You're a human being who has this beautiful genetic DNA developed over millions of years of evolution. You have this primitive connection to this salmon your forefathers hunted it just as the bear did if you've seen that movie cast away i really admire tom hanks for catching that salmon in that one scene yeah you know here's a level one someone who picks up the wild salmon they don't even look that it's wild they don't care and they just kind of like 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 they just like toss it into their basket And then they're like looking at something else, like the cheese or something. Like they don't feel the salmon beforehand. No, they don't realize that this is a life. Mm -hmm. You know, let's remember who we are here as we continue this mystical voyage it's turned out through Trader Joe's because quickly after I get the salmon, I'm moving over to the fruit. And I'm going to be honest with you, Mark, this is where I spend most of my time. I've got a little bit of a sweet tooth. I've tried the 10 different types of apples. And let me tell you definitively that the non-organic Envy apple is the best apple. But Mm. the name of the game with the fruits and veggies aisle is mixing it up, getting some new fruit that maybe you're not comfortable with. Forget the apples, forget the bananas, those basic fruits that everyone talks about all the time that's always in popular media. Yes. And explore the boysenberry, explore the dragon fruit, the various kiwi, the medjool dates that they have going on there. Yes. Whether you like it or not, the world is becoming more international. So that's right. You need to incorporate these fruits into the popular lexicon. Why not start now? Uh, Because it's inevitable. So I just, I'm sorry, I got heated again. No, I, I like that. That's great. Steve, you mentioned that there uh, are no rules, but I'm going to have to push back on you on that one Uh because I do believe that there is a rule. Okay. This is something that I experienced. A customer uh, who I shall not be named, I noticed that she was spending a little bit too much time in the plum aisle. So I was wondering, I was like, what's this lady's deal? Because I thought she was appreciating the glares of her reflection off the plum Uh because Trader Joe's, they do keep their plums very nice and taut. When I walked over there, that is when it dawned upon me that she was, in fact, just kind of feeling up all the fruit. Oh, um, okay. You know, she was just kind of touching all the fruit. You know what I mean? Mm, like, she, yeah. so she's like kind of looking for that optimal fruit that doesn't exist. You know, that kind of only exists in her mind. Like she was like pushing her thumb into the side of the fruit, puncturing the skin. Wow. Mm-hmm. I like that you mentioned that because... It isn't no rules, like a no-holds-bar type atmosphere there. There are some guidelines, and like we said last week, if you don't know those guidelines, just duck into the forums. Yeah, Just Mm -hmm. learn some of these basics before you go in flailing around, embarrassing yourself, embarrassing your family. Yeah, we're all watching you when you do that, by the way. Like, we're all noticing you. A small child comes up, suddenly she's left with these leftover plums that have been violated, and this child doesn't know better. And they don't want to go to school with some lady from Glendora, her thumbprint on the plum. It's disgusting. You know, sometimes there's a particularly hard fruit or vegetable to gauge like the watermelon. And you will see me there breaking the 10 second rule, breaking the 15 second rule, maybe even breaking the 30 second rule. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there are exceptions, but Mm -hmm. I don't want to freak anyone out here. (laughs) No, no, Steve. And, you know, I think our viewers are smart enough to know that the watermelon can take those hits. It's not abusing the fruit 
through in any way. In fact, it's creating a nice little rhythm that you got going on there that if you're within earshot, you can partake in that rhythmic dance of you slapping that watermelon. It's yes. like a, if you have a good yes. rhythm, like I know you do, oh, Steve, yeah. um, that can turn into a little party. That's right. Um, which can be fun. I love that you said that. And in my mind, there's sort of a rainforest of sound. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's a whole band of conga players and tuba. I can see that. Yeah. It's kind of a spiritual Latin jazz, as I was saying, but picking this watermelon is so much fun. And I'm just so glad <laughs> that you said that. that. I love that. Yeah, I love it. I could see a little party breaking out there, Steve. That's right. At the uh, Pasadena one, um, which I know you frequent. Good times. We're having a lot of fun. Yeah, here, we guys. have fun. This is a good podcast. This is fun. Great. Uh, okay, so then we're hitting up the nuts section, mm. and this is another area where Trader Joe's just shines. I mean, mm-hmm. it's definitely a lot of fun, and you can get a lot of rhythm going too with sort of the bags of nuts. And I could see that. Yeah, you grab mm-hmm. say the dried apricots. You'll notice there's a sh- as the apricots shake Mm. all of these different nuts have a different tone so you can really have some fun if you're combining sort of a little bit of the boom 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 from the watermelon and a little bit of the from the nuts and it does become a party it becomes yeah a lot of fun i know i've been listening to a lot of those old reggae songs from the 70s the whalers and stuff and i do hear a little bit of a sugar 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 yeah somewhere in the background of the song and i'm like what is that but it could very well be you know that bag of apricots it could be the candied walnuts too which also gives kind of a sharper that's right you know in those islands they look at what's around them to make uh, music which we do here at trader joe's too so yeah i feel that connection with them absolutely that's right if the watermelon kind of engaged your core and maybe your lower end, mm. hopefully the dried fruit and the nuts have engaged your shoulders and you're a little bit swaying now. So maybe you've loosened up and you're bringing this sort of looser, more fluid energy to your second half of your Trader Joe's experience. <laughs> this is good. So, you know, you got that coffee break and the sample. And sometimes I will opt for the sample and sometimes I won't. But I do usually grab a shot of that caffeine and that kind of keeps me up for that second half of the experience, which is really the most fun, I think, where you Mm -hmm. whisk yourself down to that frozen food aisle and everyone has their own system. And I'm not saying that mine's the Bible or mine's sacrosanct, but I will say that this is one that I've tried and one that works. Hmm. You know, if you're asking me for a recommendation, I'm going to use my experience. That's all I have. Anyway. I'm flowing down the frozen food aisle, and this is also kind of a rhythmic, like, bump, 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 as I'm sort of, like, tapping different things, feeling them out respectfully, and you've added this tone of shh, a freezer tone, and I'm going to be totally straightforward with the audience I am not an expert on the frozen food aisle. Ah, shame on you, Steve. I am a student. I am still learning because there is just so much there. Sometimes I'm a little overwhelmed mentally at this point. You just came from a party. Just came from a party. You came and from now a you're party, Steve. Make all these yeah. I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know, right? Uh, but, you know, keep your eyes low because if you're lingering too high, you're going to get distracted by all the sugar. And, mm-hmm. you know, that can be fun too. But I will say say there's something that happens it's a little bit vulnerable to talk about i am going to open myself up to criticism here but 
by this time, my hand basket is quite heavy, right? And my arms are getting real tired at this point. Mm -hmm. So what I'll do is I will find a sort of covert section in the floor plan. Usually it will be next to a checkout aisle that isn't being used, or maybe it's by the coconut water, something that I notice is not getting a lot of foot traffic. And so I'll just leave my basket for 10, 15 minutes as I finish my experience. Wow, you will? When you're navigating a Trader Joe's, you're using a certain amount of real estate. And when you're holding a basket, you're twice as likely to injure somebody because of that extra weight in those edges of the shopping basket. And it is a high risk venture because I have seen people try to navigate around my basket. And at that point, I feel like a real amateur because I'm basically hindering people's movement in a Trader Joe's. And I know some people have really strong feelings about that. Mm. And I empathize with that because what if you want the coconut water and somebody has just left their basket there while they do willy nilly? That is a very bold move for a level four. Essentially, you've reached capacity with one basket and you're basically looking for a little bit of respite. Exactly. And to leave your basket there is a bold move, especially when you got the ice cream there. Suddenly it's a ticking time bomb. Is anyone going to steal your food? We make a lot of smart choices at level fours. Mm -hmm. Is anyone going to start copying our methodology? Mm -hmm. And for you to be open and vulnerable as you are right now on this podcast, I don't know how you do it, Steve. You must be operating on both sides of your brain at that moment because the left side of your brain must be thinking about that basket back there. And for your brain to be operating on both sides of the spectrum is uh, nothing short of a miracle. Thank you. And I applaud you for that. We're all growing at Trader Joe's. Steve, I think you are on another level. I don't think we can use you in the same sentence as myself or the Glendora lady. No, that's just, no, not true. And I don't want you to deify me, Mark, because I'm just like you and I've just found this system and it works for me. And I will say to the average listener, don't attempt to just copy my methods. Malcolm Gladwell talks about the 40,000 hours or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's been many, many hours of practice and my mouth was open when you talked about your tour of Joe's a few weeks ago. I was feeling like this is a four or five and I am living at a two. I'm constantly noticing what people are doing wrong in the Trader Joe's. You have your own unique voice that sort of come from your imprint of unique Trader Joe's experiences. That's kind of the beauty of this podcast is we come together and we share those experiences. And as we know, there are thousands of people who have subscribed and commented and emailed. This isn't just a conversation between me and Mark and kind of a love fest. It's, it's a conversation with all of you. Some people grow, but others flourish. Steve, I think you're flourishing. So thank you so much for the podcast. Uh, thanks for everyone for putting the podcast together. We can't do it without you. Um, we are all growing and maybe one day we can flourish. Talking Trader Joe's is produced by Mike Steed, Lauren Xavier, Steve Froth. <coughs> Terry Ragskin, Carl Roth, Nevius Osborne, Rick Whitney, and Jennifer Johansson. Shout out to our engineering crew, Rachel Tennisgetter, Justin Pondes, Avul Pakir Janita Labine Williamson, Gabe Saboy, Maggie Gyllenhaal, and Jake Gyllenhaal. 
Talking Trader Joe's is now on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Talking Trader Joe's. T-A-L-K-I-N Trader Joe's. We're also on iTunes, so if you like the show and you want to see more, please subscribe, rate, leave a review, and share. Thank you so much. See you next time.